Hey y'all, welcome to the Surviving the Day podcast, where we share the everyday living experience of survivors. Thank you a ton for listening. I'm your host, Megan Doherty. I am a brain aneurysm survivor. In each episode, I welcome guests who will share their smile approach to living beyond the crisis. And sometimes I share my own insights, understanding, and awareness. And my love for coffee, poetry, pets, and fitness. All stories are told with a positive twist. I hope listening will help you discover your own smile story. We are here today with a really good friend of mine, Sandy, who I met through Toastmasters also a long time ago. And as you guys know, I met some really awesome people at Toastmasters, like Oliver, who was on earlier. Um, She has a really awesome story to tell. And this one is kind of unique and a bit different than most of the ones that I've had on here. Because this is more about people in general. The closest one to it was the one for last Thanksgiving I had had Kay Boom. This one, however, she was going to tell, it's more of a personal insight into other cultures and things coming here to stay with us. So, Sandy, hello, how are you? Doing great. So good to be here, Megan. I'm so very, very glad that you decided to join me. This will be an awesome smile story. So yeah, here we go. Let's start. All right, let's start with your smile story. What is your smile, Sandy? (laughs) Uh, My love of international cultures. And that brought me to hosting international visitors. And that's a lot of the stories that I have to tell is about all the different people that I've had in my home over the last 13 years now that I've been doing this since 2010. Wow, that is a long time. Yeah, yeah. You're you're dedicated to it. Yes, yes. Hope to do it for many, many more. (laughs) Yeah, when I was in school, I met a lot of People, I had some roommates that were from other countries. Uh, and in, when I was a freshman in college, I spent a semester over in, or part of a semester over in the Soviet Union way back in 1980. Uh, and, that, and that was fascinating. And then so in 84, when I graduated, before I started working, I wanted to go see the world. So, so I, I booked one of these student tours and we went over to the east. Uh, so I was in Japan and Korea, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and the most you could get into China at the time was Macau. So we were in Macau. Anyway, it was three weeks. It was fascinating. Then when I, so when I started my job, the job that I actually took, one of the reasons I took it was because in the interview, the manager said that there was potential for international travel. And that right there that sold you. Uh, okay, that's the job I want. Uh, no, that, not, that job ended up not being any international travel. I'm not sure what he was referring to, but 10 years later, I was ended up in a role where I did a lot of international travel all over the world. 
in the 90s and into 2000. But now I find I don't need to do that anymore because the world comes to me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's yeah, so absolutely. So I work now with a group called International Focus. They're out of Raleigh and they work with the State Department and the Open World Program, which is a, a national program through the government. And that's where the U.S. government sponsors a lot of groups to come to the United States and meet with counterparts. So it might be people from education that are meeting with U.S. educators. Uh, it can be people in the government, legislators, uh, entrepreneurs, everything, all kinds of different backgrounds, scientists. They will come through the program. And depending on the program, sometimes instead of putting them into a hotel, they like to put them into homes with American families. So they get a cultural experience in addition to whatever their, whatever meetings that they're there for. So they stay for usually a week. Sometimes it can be shorter or there's a few of them that are exceptions and they, they might be two weeks or four weeks, but it was typically a week. So back in 2010, we were asked to host two people from Moldova, small country in Eastern Europe that a lot of people haven't heard of, but we're trying to get the word out about Moldova because it's a wonderful little country sits between Ukraine and Romania. And Moldova and North Carolina are sister states. Back in around 1990, when the Soviet Union collapsed, they took all of the, the smaller countries that broke off from Russia, like Latvia, Ukraine, Belarus, Moldova, Kyrgyzstan, one of the stands, Georgia, I think. <laughs> they, they partnered them all with a state in the United States. Moldova got partnered with North Carolina, so we're sister states, and the Moldova sends a lot of people over to North Carolina to meet and learn from North Carolina. North Carolina has, a, has done a lot of work to help Moldova in basically building their country. They're starting, they were starting from scratch back in 1990, 92, 94, in that time frame to put together a legislative system, an education system, a judicial system, uh, everything that you need to run a country. And North Carolina helps them with that. At any rate, so our, my small part of that was to simply host people when they came over here uh, to meet with their counterparts in North Carolina. And we had a blast. We just absolutely loved meeting them. We've, we made great friends. From 2010 to 2013, my husband and I hosted four different groups from Moldova. Uh, and in 2013, we went over to Moldova. And they hosted us. So that was a lot. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Yes, yes. We got a whirlwind tour of several different places around Moldova, met their families, the people that we had hosted, we got to meet their families. It was really fun. That, wow. Yeah. That is so, that, I think that's awesome because it's like you can bring the other countries to you. Yeah or vice versa, you go over there and they're, it's already comfortable to where you know more, you know some of the people around you and everything. So it's still kind of a little homish, yeah. which is a good feeling. 
Yeah, oh. best way to visit a country, foreign country, is to know somebody there who can yeah. take you around and, and show you it. Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. And to learn more about their culture and eat their food and drink their coffee. Oh, all that <laughs> sounds so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can tell you, uh, after hosting quite a few groups from Moldova, we've continued. We, we still, in fact, we have another group coming in uh, March of 2024. So we continue to do a lot of work with Moldova. But in addition, we, my husband and I have hosted people from, we had English teachers from Pakistan. We had some legislators from, Af women from Afghanistan, legislators, a woman from Bangladesh, Nepal, Indonesia, Philippines. We had for a whole month, we had uh, two young women entrepreneurs from Indonesia and the Philippines. That was fabulous. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, helped host people from Russia, Ukraine, Brazil, students from Iraq. We did, they have a high school program where we had two, see, the first time we did it, we had two women, two girls, the first time, 16 and 17 year old girls from Afghanistan, and they're here for two weeks. And then we've done it again with boys. During COVID, we actually did an online version of that where we did Zoom calls couple times a week for a couple of weeks to try to uh, introduce them best we could online to other family members or some American tradition. <laughs> the boys, we asked them, what do you want to, what do you want to know about, or what can we help you learn about America? And I don't know, somehow in the conversation it came up, one of them, he wanted to know how to cook the perfect steak. Oh gosh. <laughs> and so my husband, did an online Zoom tutorial. We took them out to the backyard, put the steaks on the grill. He showed them how to tell when the steaks are done and, and how to make a nice romantic steak dinner next time you are going to be dating some young lady. That was so fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So fun. Anyway, uh, so we, we've had people from all over. Back in May of last year, we had or this year, it was May of this year, 2023, uh, we had three young entrepreneurs from Russia. And that oh. was fabulous for a whole month and, and really got to know them well and hear about the businesses that they were trying to get started, Russian small businesses. Yes, their culture and everything you're influenced with. Yeah. Be all that too. During COVID, they wanted to continue to try to do some of this cultural exchange. And as I said, we had the two boys from Iraq. I also was on a call with a number of different people from El Salvador. And it was right about this time of year. And we did a whole tutorial about what is Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving is not done in other countries necessarily. So it, we talked all about the first Thanksgiving and kind of tradition, how it came about, and then what do we do on Thanksgiving? What kind of food do we eat? That was fun. And then we did, so did another one with women from Kyrgyzstan. And that was all about, I think that was the one that I did on, it, they wanted to, it was done in around the May timeframe. So they wanted yeah. to know what Americans do in the summertime, what were some of the summer holidays? We yeah. Memorial Day and of course Fourth of July, Labor Day. Oh, fun! 
the best we could do during COVID. <laughs> since yeah. we didn't come here directly. Yeah. What is your mindset been during all this? That you want to influence other cultures, that you just want to learn from them, that you just want to be the great person you are and have them around? Well, of course, it's a lot of fun to, meeting them and getting to know them and understanding their cultures better. Uh, we learn just a, a ton about them. Uh, but what I think what they learn and what we learn more than anything is how alike we are yeah when you strip away the the government the media the politics all of that and you're just meeting people to people person the people, yeah person to person exchange is you realize the person on the other side of the table is just like you i had a woman from afghanistan they're, they're living in cabal now Anybody in the U.S., the only time we hear about cabal is when we're hearing about bombings and horrible things yeah. going on. And here she was, her main concern was her son. She wanted him to get a good education. So she was asking me, do I know of any place that does like, it takes international students and on a, like a boarding type of school. Uh, so that was her main concern was educating her children. And I thought, well, that's every American parent's number one of their number one concerns is raising their children and getting them out making sure they have a good education yeah they're in afghanistan and the four gen or three gentlemen i had from pakistan they were all around 30 years old all of them were married and two out of the three had small children and the third one had one on the way so wow. they were all dads and same thing with them we talked about we had a Wednesday after or a Sunday afternoon free, and I said, "What would you like to do? Would you like to go shopping or go to the museum or go on a hike? What would you like to do?" And he said, "Well, we want to do whatever Americans would do typically on a Sunday afternoon." Well, then that would be a typical American Sunday afternoon. You're playing in the backyard with the kids, grilling out, maybe having family or friends over. Yeah typical weekend activities of a family and I said what do you do on a Sunday afternoon in Pakistan well guess what they play with the kids in the yard Same they things. and friends <laughs> they throw something on the grill yeah <laughs> it's exactly the same <laughs> that which is so awesome yeah yep so That's we so we did and we played backgammon in the backyard and uh, we got a pond out back they got in the canoe and went in the pond <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that kind, that kind of touches on the interior of the subject of when you see people, you realize that even though people are all different, they're going for the same things. Yes. Yep. They all, you're exactly right. Being a parent in Afghanistan or Pakistan versus the U.S. versus anywhere else, you have the same challenges. A lot of the same goals for your children and all of them across the board everybody just wants to live in peace they want to live they want to raise their children in a peaceful environment and enjoy their life and make sure that their kids are getting a good education yeah which is 
very interesting because I mean, you watch the news and you read about all these other cultures and countries and everything, and you think everyone is so different, but yet everyone is so the same. Not only the same, but what I found inter find interesting is, like again, back to the three gentlemen from Pakistan, when they came over, before they came over, they were told their impression was that Americans do not like them. Yeah. They were a little nervous coming over and spending a couple of weeks here in the United States. They were only with us for about four days. But when they found out they were going to be staying in an American home, they said they were very nervous because they were going to be staying in the home of somebody who does not like them. Yeah. Well, my husband and I invited men. We'd bring them into the kitchen, open the cupboard. Here's the coffee. Make yourself at home whatever you want. Well, they came, they went upstairs and did some unpacking where they came back down about 20 minutes later. And they said, we have something to tell you. And I said, Oh gosh, what, what's wrong? Is there anything I can help with? And they said, we want you to know we were really nervous coming into your home because we were told that Americans didn't like us and we are overwhelmed with your hospitality. And that just uh, that warmed says so much. <laughs> yeah, and they said you welcomed us into your home. You've given us this beautiful place to stay, and you're you're going to be feeding us, and and we are really enjoying being with you. It was not what they were expecting, and I was... Was, it was heartwarming and yet very sad at the same time that the impression that they get, I guess, from the media is that Americans don't like them and wouldn't welcome them. And that now they're, then they were here and they realized that that was totally wrong. Well, they get that from media and there's always a positive and a negative or a good and a bad side to everything. But you, if you're in that program to have people over, then, you know, you can't be against them coming over or just flat out mean to them anyways. Yeah. Yep. We try to break down some of those negative stereotypes. Yeah. That they Which is also a very awesome thing. Yes. Because I mean, like I said, the media doesn't, it it's not covering every single individual. Yeah. Like people are people. They're all different. Yeah. 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 And thanks. Thank heavens for Facebook. I get to stay in touch with Yay. a lot of them and see what they're doing and keep up with them. But also um, LinkedIn is, is very exciting for me because a lot of them, a lot of the ones that come are entrepreneurs. For example, the, the Jamie who came from the Philippines, she runs her own business. She's early twenties. She's not very old, but she has started her own business uh, creating children's toys from recycled materials and she employs women. So it's a women-based business and it's, it's concerned with the environment uh, and concern for giving children educational toys basically to work with. Uh, anyway, she's so she's building this business and it's going really well and I can watch on LinkedIn as she posts uh, milestones that she's met, she's met, or she wins an award for something, or just different things 
and it's wonderful to be able to congratulate her and stay up with her and find out what's going on with her. That is so very awesome. Yeah. And very good. So, okay, current life. You're like you said now, you're keeping in touch with all of them. Yes. Yep. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, you are. So they're like family extensions yeah. of family. Yeah. Which is yeah. very, very awesome. Yeah, we have a, a few in particular from Moldova who have been here multiple times. And so we and they come back for different programs. Anyway, we uh, we keep up with a lot of them and with their families. And when we were over there in 2013, we were staying with with uh, uh, Dino and his wife. And at the time, they had maybe like a one-year-old and a three-year-old. They were very small boys. And now they're here. It is whatever uh, over over ten years later, and they're going into high school and they're showing pictures on Facebook of them doing older children things, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's exciting to be able to watch them grow and and be and a, have that connection in touch. That is so awesome. Yeah. I love that, Sandy. Yeah. So we watch as they change jobs or they continue their business or start a new business or they're raising their children. Uh, working on whatever projects. A couple of them are working on different projects to support women in their country. They're very, most of them have been very, I believe the term is nationalistic. So they, they, are, they're, they love their countries and they're doing what they can to support their country, support their country, support women in their country, or just different uh, education for children in their country, whatever their particular project is. Uh, but they're very much a love for their country. As much as they might love to travel and learn about other cultures, just like me, uh, they, yeah. their heart is with their own, with their own country. Yeah. I you you always go home. Yeah, I gotta tell you one more young woman that I met. Uh, this was a couple years, maybe, well, 2022, I believe it was, June of 2022, we we ran a program for youth, YLAI, Youth Leadership of the Americas. I'm not getting the acronym right. Anyway, it was a group <laughs> of about 12 students or young young people. I'd say they were all young 20s. And they were here from Latin America countries. They were all different countries, Peru and Venezuela and uh, Mexico. While they were here, they were they were doing uh, an internship. They pair them up with a with a company, with business here in the United States. And this is a really big program. In Raleigh, we only had twelve of them, but I believe there was a hundred or more total across the U.S. Anyways, one of them was this young. I think she's maybe twenty three, from Venezuela. Wow, Adriana. And her business was, uh, she was feeding uh, vulnerable, is what I'm looking for, vulnerable children in Venezuela. So when, a lot of places in Venezuela where uh, parents aren't, don't have the money to properly feed their children. And so she would supplement that. 
Now this 23 year old young lady was feeding 18,000 children a day. Oh my gosh. She had gone out and found uh, either social programs or businesses or any place that she could find that would donate food or that where she was able to purchase food and get donations. And it's all, all through community support. 18,000 children a day. And her goal was she was in the process of adding education to that. So she not only wanted to feed them, but she wanted to teach them math and teach them to read uh, and, and yeah, do that for the, the people there in Venezuela. Again, think about when you hear about Venezuela in the news, what do you hear? Yeah. That it's all political. Definitely not the good stuff. Right. <laughs> and that a lot of people are, that they're struggling to get food and uh, resources into the country or into the communities. So here's one young lady who's doing it with a group. I mean, you know, she's got a team, but it's her put, pulling it all together. So these are these are just amazing young people in all of these different countries around the world that are doing these, working on these projects that such passion for their own country and to help the people in their own country. It's very inspiring. That is so, so awesome and inspiring. I love that you're doing this, Sandy. Yeah. This is, you're, okay, you're ever after. How long are you going to keep doing this? <laughs> forever, forever after. Forever and ever. Yeah, and I can also tell you that if anybody is interested, I'm in Raleigh, so if anybody in Raleigh is interested in finding out more about hosting, we're always looking for more families to host, either for if you can host one or two people for a week, that's awesome, but also sometimes it's just a dinner. Sometimes the people are only in the city for a couple of days, but they still like to try to give them some contact with the yeah, family yeah. and you can have one, two, three people over for a Sunday afternoon dinner or an evening. It's just like two or three hours of, of your time and a meal. And you can break bread with these amazing people from all over the world. And it, it it's amazing how even just in a couple hours over a dinner table, how much you can learn. It, it just We have just amazing conversations <laughs> with these people about their cultures, sharing our culture, finding out about whatever the project is that they're working on. They're fascinating individuals. That is very and awesome. Are, yeah, so if you are interested in doing that, you just can go to internationalfocus.org. And we will up. also put the links on my Buy Me a Coffee page. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, International Focus, in addition to doing all the hosting, they also run some programs here locally in Raleigh. Like we had one just a week and a half ago. We had six women from different six different countries around the world represented from Asia, from South America, and from Europe. And they were women who were IT or engineers in their own countries, and they were working to promote STEM to young women in their countries. So they were chosen because they were already interested in promoting STEM for young women in their country. And the, the US government had a program where they 
for a couple of years now where they bring over, I'm thinking there were like around five total. We just had six there that evening, but there's 25 that are traveling around the, the United States to different cities to meet with women, people, organizations in the U.S. We're also promoting STEM for young women, uh, STEM being science, technology, engineering. And so we got to listen to the, a panel discussion of these six women talking about how they're promoting women in their countries. And all of the, and they were all very different, depending on the country they were from. They were doing very different activities. For example, the the pay gap between men and women was discussed and it was very, some countries had a big pay gap, some had a smaller pay gap. Uh, the woman from Suriname says, they don't have a pay gap, you have to have pay. Was, yeah. Get a lot of pay. <laughs> so that's, that's struggling just to, to, get, uh, to get funding for these different programs. But anyway. I it, think that's another. Anybody that, was interested could have come that evening and met these women we had some international dancers international food and so those are the types of programs that international focus brings to the raleigh community or the uh, triangle actually the triangle community and and anybody can attend they all i should also say they they were the ones that ran the international festival in previous years it stopped during covid but they're looking at getting that going again sometime in the next year or two that is very awesome. Yeah. That is very, very awesome. I I really hope this keeps going a lot. Learning about other cultures and seeing the good side and the strange side from other cultures and how they deal with things like like coming over here and thinking that all Americans are evil and going to not like them automatically. Well, some Americans have that semi feeling about other countries. Yeah. And maybe it is true about some, but yeah. I'm positive it is not true about all. Yeah. And when our governments are in conflict, like the, the US and Russia, for example, I mean, it's been ongoing for years and years with the Soviet Union and, and now Russia, there's politically, there's conflict there. And yet when you meet again, people to people. The people no are different. We had, we had no conflict. Uh, and that's that's just true across the board. I will say, I'll add one more thing that, that it's done for me. And that is it's made my community be the whole world. When I listen to the news and I hear about an earthquake in Indonesia, my first thought is, Ooh, I hope Melly's okay, because I know Melly's one of the ones that stayed with us for a month here last year, uh, and in from Indonesia. Uh, she's my sister from another mother. Yeah. <laughs> she, she and I, we have a lot in common. But anyway, that was, so when I hear about things going on in, in Indonesia, in the past, I would have thought, oh, that's, that's too bad. There's an earthquake going on somewhere in the world. Well, now it's not just somewhere in the world. It's it's where my friend lives. Yeah. And when I got something going on, I heard about something just the other day about something that was uh, going wrong or a challenge that was going on in Brazil. And my first thought was, I, I hope my friends down there in Brazil are okay. And yeah. so it, it makes the world a much smaller place. 
when you have friends that you're very concerned with. Certainly the war in Ukraine, I hosted four doctors back in February from Ukraine and Moldova is right next to Ukraine. So news about Ukraine is, is very important to me, very personal to me because I have people that are living there that are going through it. The doctors that are, whose hospitals are being bombed week to Which week. So, very scary. Yeah, yeah. And and so it, it's, a, it's not just something, something going on in the world that is on the other side of the world that I don't have to be concerned with. Now it's a lot more personal and I pay more attention to what is going on around the world. Because the world becomes bigger and smaller at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Which is very awesome. Sandy, I love the fact that you're doing this. Me too. I love the fact that you're doing this. And that, I mean, that cultural connection is such an awesome thing for people from other cultures to be able to come over here and see your house. And Sandy, Sandy was my mentor in Toastmasters. She was the most awesome, polite person. And she loves hosting people. I can definitely see her doing all this, you doing all this. And I just, I love it. I love that you're doing this. There's room for lots more volunteers. So if anybody is interested, I encourage you to. And like I said, we'll make okay. sure all that stuff is posted yeah. on my social media. Yep. I if love that. If you're in the Triangle area and you end up hosting, like for a dinner, for example, I would be happy to come and help you. <laughs> that would be so awesome. All right. I have a few questions for you. Okay. All right. Especially since you have all this culture coming in, this could be interesting. What is your favorite coffee? Uh, I have tried. I honestly have tried to drink and like coffee, but I have not been successful. All right, what is your favorite tea? Yeah, my drink of choice is tea. I love green tea. I love uh, green tea, uh, kumbacha tea, yogi, yogi brand kumbacha tea. Uh, and, I, and I love a nice, like a chamomile or sneaky time before I go to bed at night. Oh, that is good too. What, how about, okay. What is your favorite exercise? Pilates. Horseback riding. Oh, Pilates. Well, horseback riding. Yeah, that's sort of, <laughs> that's an activity. I, but yeah, yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> Pilates is awesome. Pilates, yeah. the mix between Eastern, Western, Greek, and Roman yoga. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, I've actually done a podcast on that earlier on, too. <laughs> that it's just, I... Sandy, I love the fact that you're doing this. I love the fact that you're bringing all that culture in your home. That's yeah. a very awesome thing. And, and we have our house on Airbnb, so we actually get a lot of international people through Airbnb as well. Had people that from is Colombia and China, and uh, we just had some folks from India 
uh, or Egypt, it was, it was a family from Egypt. And, and they all say, if you're ever in Egypt or if you're ever in wherever, contact me. I'll, you could stay at our house. <laughs> How cool is that? You have like locations all around the world to go stay. All around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun to have getting my little personal helicopter and well, maybe sometime in the future when we can do teleportation. <laughs> yeah. Go. Oh, gosh. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Sandy, thank you so much for being on this this Surviving the Day podcast. Absolutely. And, and I love that you're doing this podcast and finding out people's smile stories. I love thank that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we will definitely, definitely stay in touch more. Yes. Thank you. And everybody have a good day surviving the day. Thanks y'all for listening to the surviving the day podcast. I hope it offered you insight and motivation to help you survive the day. If you like this podcast and would enjoy even more chat coffee poetry and workout challenges, please subscribe and feel free to follow me on Facebook at Never Stop Trying Surviving the Day and Instagram Never Stop Tryin 00. Also, if you feel so inclined, please feel free to donate to my podcast. You can find me on Buy Me a Coffee. All links are shown in the notes. Thank y'all very much and please enjoy surviving the day.